Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Our heroes are beginning a brand new season of adventures. They've defeated the Black Spider, destroyed the Wave Echo Cavern, and saved the town of Fandelver. But can they save their friend, King Mudbutt? Will they discover new allies and more dangerous enemies? Will their backstory monologues ever pay off? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons! So Sister Grail has just burst into the inn uh, and has informed you that uh, your dear friend King Mudbutt is in dire, dire danger. Uh, <gasps> she, she basically uh, sits down with you. You calm her down a little bit, but um, she says that as a member of the Harpers, Mudbutt has always been kind of one of the more unpredictable elements, um, but also one of their more uh, useful agents when, you know, sometimes you just need to send a, a greased up dwarf with a battle axe in to uh, get the job done. So she's always really appreciated being able to call on Mudbutt in uh, in times of need. Uh, however, she received word that Mudbutt's coronation was coming up uh, from a Harper who had actually been missing for some time and had pretty much been confirmed by several sources as being dead. Uh, But he showed up and informed her that Mudbutt's big coronation feast was soon to occur in Winchester and that uh, he wanted to pass along an invitation uh, to her specifically. After he left, uh, she got to thinking about it, reconfirmed with her sources that, yes, this Harper had in fact died. uh, And she realized that something must be amiss and that uh, following the recent assassination of Mudbutt's father, this probably means that Mudbutt himself is in grave danger, but likely too drunk and too angry to notice. (laughs) Uh, she's so, too full of pork. So she's unable to go to Winchester herself, but suggests that uh, uh, only you can save your dear friend, possibly from himself, um, but obviously uh, understands that you might need to uh, get some things done here in town uh, before you leave, because it will be uh, quite a long journey. Winchester is in the south, as you know. So I lean forward to ask an important question. Yes. And after having learned from a Banshee experience, how far away is Winchester? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the coronation is uh, set to occur in about a week. It will probably take you six days to travel there. So okay. you'll be Ooh. you'll basically be quite a ways away from. So uh, we got twenty four hours, and we got to move. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Okay, like twenty four hours tops. It, okay, Sister Grail, random question: uh, Are there messenger pigeons in this town? Because we could send one to Richard. We'd be like, let let him know what's up. We're on our way. If, if my hunch is correct, <laughs> then can, uh, the force can read. Is, <laughs> I, well, no, no, Richard. Richard will kill the pigeon, but he'll probably bring it back. You know, like like a, like cats do, oh, where they murder yeah, something and they yeah. want to show it off. I, mean, we're, we're yeah, pretty, I see. I'm pretty sure that uh, <laughs> that, that Richard's capable of uh, of such things. She suggests that uh, it'd be hard to send word because if it were that simple, she would have just done so herself. But that there are a number of uh, forces that seem to be aligning themselves against Mudbutt, and that uh, any messages coming in and out of Winchester are not to be trusted. Oh, mm. shit. Wow. Okay, we got to move fast yeah. then. All right, yeah. So thank you for your report, Sister Grail. We'll get our shit together and get out of here. Help Mudbutt. Only you can save him. Uh, and then she uh, she runs off to probably go tell other adventurers other interesting facts. <laughs> <laughs> There's another party a somewhere that's getting a side quest. <laughs> so hey, She's got a life outside this game, you know. <laughs> Things to do, people to see. So essentially, you will certainly not to say you can't come back to Fandelver, but uh, since you have completed the uh, the adventure of the Echo Wave Echo Cavern, 
uh, <laughs> or now a steaming pile of rubble. That's right. Yep. <laughs> you just, you really completed it. Job done. Is oh, that God. banner over us? Yeah. yeah. Mission, Job ac- done. Mission, Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. We're going to yeah. give a speech in front of the inn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As, as the, like the cavern continues to smoke behind you. Yeah. That's right. We yeah. feel aftershocks. <laughs> um, <laughs> the cave trembling. Okay. So I think we got to figure out what we need to do before we leave. I think we got to go talk to these dwarves and we got to sort out what the hell we're getting as a reward because we saved everybody's lives and mm-hmm. I'd like to get some cash for that. Uh, yes, Quinny would also like to get some cash. I just want to recharge my staff of defense. Ooh, yeah. and then I reach into my backpack and say, don't know why I didn't do this before. <laughs> I got this staff that I took from the black spider. You might want to know what that is. So I give ooh. it to Alan. And then I'm like, you can figure that out. And I'm like, ooh, we also had this thing se- several episodes ago. <laughs> this axe we found in the dragon's place that says. Oh, uh, yes, the rusted battle axe that yes. says hue on it. Hue on it. And I'm like, you want to detect magic on this, Alan? Because we can figure out if this might be something a dwarf would want. Yeah, I can do a detect magic. Yeah, well, we're going to visit a dwarf. Yeah. Oh, and do you know what? He's a king, too. Yeah. So we got to bring a gift because kings get pissed off when you don't bring gifts. Yeah, and if I'm... anyone's going to be able to identify a magic item through their scholarly pursuits, it will no doubt be <laughs> King Mudbutt. All right, let's just do, let's do detect magic. Great. Let's, let's see what that c- comes up with. Unfortunately, your unfamiliarity with dwarven stuff uh, means that, like, you get the tingle. You're kind of like, yeah, my spotty sense is tingling, but I don't really know what this okay. is. Yeah. If it was Elvin, I think you'd probably have a much better We idea. might have to ask a dwarf about this. Okay, so I say we'll take it to, why don't we see what the, the Rockseeker brothers yeah, know? let's do that. Because yeah. technically, that's, that's, that's ours. Um, and before we move on, I really, really am going to recharge my staff of defense. And... Oh, recharges fully. This is just me being curious. You don't got to share, but like, I mean, I carried it all the way out of the cave and then I gave it to you as a gift. I mean, what's what's up with yeah, that spider staff? Let's, let's check on this. We're going to um, find out about that in a second, I think. Going to do an arcana check on the spider staff. Mm-hmm. 17 total. It's sort of an adamantine staff that's shaped like a spider. Uh, it's got a spider on the end. You get the sense that it deals poison damage uh, when you Ooh. use to make weapon attacks. So it does uh, an extra D6 poison damage when you hit things with it. Okay. The staff has 10 charges, which you can use to fuel your spe- the spells within it. With staff in hand, you can use your action to cast one of the following spells from the staff if the spell is in your class's spell list. So you can cast Spider Climb for one charge, Web for two charges. The spell save is DC 15. And it recharges the same way that your staff of defense, like the, the oh, last okay, staff charges. Oh, okay, cool. The one catch is uh, if you expend the staff's last charge, you have to roll a d20 on a one. It oh, so exactly the same yep, as the class exactly staff. Awesome. Right on. So cool. dual-wielding staffs nice. now. Or like switching I'm gonna, them back and I'm forth. Gonna, I'm going to keep it on my on my back, just strapped to me. Cool, cool. For now. It'd be like the Witcher, just, you know, have one, <laughs> sword, one sword for monsters, one sword for humans. All right, We're so I like... real monsters. I show, I show the rest of the hall, because I'm like, so here's what we got. We got 220 gold. We got 15 platinum, which are worth 10 gold each. So that's 150 gold. We got nine gems that are worth 10 gold each. And we got this Electrum mug. What the fuck is Electrum, Tom? Uh, so Electrum is worth uh, a little bit more than silver, a little bit less than gold. So let's say uh, it is worth half gold piece. Perfect. So we got a mug that's worth a, an amount based on weight. But it's also dwarven, so this could be an option for a mudbutt gift if we find out we want to mm. keep that axe. Yep. Cool. And you do know mudbutt does enjoy the occasional bevy. So, so I put that in our backpack. well-received gift. And then I'm like, if we want to fancy it up even more for the king, we could put those fake emeralds on it. <laughs> I'm going to try and sell those fake emeralds. <laughs> oh, perfect. Let's do that. Then. You mean yeah. your blasphemy emeralds? The wrenched the out of the eyes. almost got us killed. Do you know what? On this note, let's also agree, when we talk to the dwarves, the black spider was the one who collapsed the mine. Are we oh, cool definitely. with that? Yeah, yeah. That, 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 is, that is what you'd, uh, the, the lie you'd sold to poor Nundren. So. All yeah. right, so do we want to go to the store to try to sell those gems first, or do we want to go talk to the dwarves first? Let's do all of our shopping or whatever we need to do yeah. as we head out of town. 
Cool. We shouldn't have the the emeralds on hand when we talk to the dwarves, just in case. Oh, fine. I'll sell him oh, that. No, no. He's pretty no? good. At, he's pretty good at sleight of hand. Okay, I think Quinn okay, okay. can hide him. Okay. He's stolen yeah. rings off of people's hands as he shakes them. I'm pretty sure <laughs> he can handle other stuff. Fair enough. Okay, so we're gonna go talk to Fundrin and Gundrin and so close and, and fart, fart locker. <laughs> Gundren and Nundren. The Dren part of the name is what you had the most trouble with up to this point. Let's go talk to Gunner and Ninja. There we go. <laughs> Obviously, they they they, uh, they greet you uh, with great warmth. They kind of set up like a prospecting office on the edge of town that's now just kind of where they're hanging out because obviously there's no uh, there's no mine to uh, to work. <laughs> Gundren is mostly just happy that uh, that his brother is okay. Obviously, he's very sad that uh, his other brother is dead, but uh, he's very happy that you were able to save Nundren uh, from what would no doubt have been a fate worse than death. And uh, quite frankly, he's just as happy knowing that uh, the mine and the uh, the spell forge won't be used for evil. So if you can't make a profit, that sucks. But at least, you know, the black spider doesn't have it. So I'm like, hey, guys, so glad you guys are okay. RIP to your brothers. I'm so sorry. Like, we did a funeral. It was very respectful. I want you to know that there that the body was interred as it should be. Well, that is, that is very, uh, very much appreciated. Very much appreciated. So time for an awkward convo. So we did this job, and there was promise of a reward. And we're going to be heading out of town soon. Yeah, so like we're, we, we got to go help We're going to hit the old dusty trail. We're off to save a dwarven king. You know, it's a high, high stakes life. Gundren kind of looks around the shabby mining office that's uh, pretty much, you know, like it, it looks like a lot of people are supposed to be working here. They've all been laid off because there's no mine. They're pretty destitute. Uh, Nundren is still carrying all the wounds of his. Uh, Tanglement with the black spider. Uh, Listen, I can heal you if that's a problem. Like, that's weird. <laughs> and uh, Gundren uh, just kind of says, uh, well, uh, I, I certainly appreciate that, that uh, you're able to to save my brother. I have no money to pay you. I have no money at all. I had promised you a, a stake in the mining operation once it was up and running. But since uh, what what actually what happened to the mine? Listen, we came <coughs> in and do you know what we saw? The black spider was on top of a statue, just trying to haul these gems out of its eyes. And oh, we had no. a huge There's a fight. common common dwarven trap. Yeah, well, we tried to stop him. We had a huge battle, ended up killing him, ended up dragging you out of there. We thought we'd stopped it, but then I guess he just pried a little too hard. Ah, uh, fine dwarven engineering those traps. Yeah, well, common, so- you say? Mm-hmm. You say it's common? Oh, uh, yes. That kind of thing? So they're always... It's good to it, know. <laughs> They're always in statues, that's the thing? Well, uh, dwarves are well aware that uh, thieves will often try and take that which they think is most valuable. Of course, not understanding the most valuable thing of all is, is the faith the dwarven people have in their gods. We, we figured those uh, those of weak minds would be inclined to try and grab anything they can put their grubby little halfling hands on. Uh, sorry, no offense, friend halfling. Just, uh, we've had some problems with halflings in the past. None uh, taken. Listen, we don't have to get <laughs> racist. <Undren> taken. <laughs> Don't have to get racist. Okay, technically Sildar is the one who said he'd pay us. So, fine. We'll go chase down Sildar. Uh, question, since it, maybe you guys could give us some advice. Since uh, you can't help us out with course, any, Anything I can do to help that doesn't involve money that I don't have. Yeah, great. We got this axe. And I take Hugh out and I put it down. And I'm like, Alan said, thought there was some magic, but we don't know what's up with this. What is mm-hmm. this? Gundren, is, he starts sort of like muttering to himself. He sounds very frustrated. You get the sense listening to him that it's largely because of how badly the axe has been taken care of, like the fact that it's mm-hmm. rusty. He's mm-hmm. just like, this is tremendously disgraceful to him. That, uh, oh, this is uh, this is quite an item you have here. Uh, the, uh, as you can see, the uh, the dwarven runes uh, read Hugh, as you already seem to know. My dearly departed brother uh, loved reading about uh, all sorts of obscure uh, dwarven inventions, uh, and I've actually happened to know the story of this one. And then he looks it up in the book. <laughs> <laughs> so while he's looking that up, 
do we want to propose in lieu of money? I mean, I know they just like experienced like a complete failure of their business. So while they're looking at died. it, we like do a huddle in the corner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, indentured servitude. Oh, I was, huh? gonna, I was huh? gonna. I, I lean over to Quinny and I go, Quinny, let's just steal those boots. Oh, I've from, already, I've already from, got them. No, but you took them off and gave them to me because oh, we were going to hide them from off them. and I kept them. No, no, no. Like we well, hid them from them. So I just fucking keep them. You guys got to keep them anyway. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm glad we're sharing. This is like, <laughs> normally we don't have conversations this honest. Sometimes I don't want you to say the things you're thinking. So, just a real that deep, hurts. A deep cut from Alan. Yeah. Okay, Damn, Alan. Sorry. Okay, maybe not servitude. It's easier to live with you. Okay, Moonhammer. Jesus, Alan. Oh my God. Save the acid for your magic, not your words. <laughs> okay, I'm going to come in here and try to heal these emotional wounds. Um, I think slavery is not really a Moonhammer thing. But if they, if they still have the deed for the land over the mine... Listen, I'm a fledgling criminal, but I did a lot of negotiating for the mercenaries. If we get the deed to the land, we, we can, can sell it <laughs> to someone else. Eventually, saying there's a mine there. <laughs> no That's one true. will know. The, the dwarves know it's useless now. Yeah, so we just got to sell it to we like... We probably a, get it at a really good price. Yeah. Worst case scenario, we come back, build like a cool house. Yeah, all right. I could go for land ownership, I guess. All right. It's not so, as immediately satisfying as just taking shit, but... This, this, right. this is a long con. <laughs> All right, so we, we turn back to the dwarves. We're like, so about that axe. Uh, like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, so the, uh, the dwarven uh, smith who, who, who built this weapon uh, must have been feuding with uh, some sort of uh, forest creatures, uh, dryads, possibly little twig monsters. Um, yeah, that and, sounds uh, about right. Built this, uh, built this weapon to uh, help defend himself. Essentially, uh, Hugh is a plus one battle axe that deals maximum damage when the wielder hits a plant creature or an object made of wood. Whoever carries the axe feels uneasy whenever he or she travels through a forest. Uneasy? Yep. So <laughs> I turn to the group and I go, I think we got a gift from Mudbutt. Yeah, let's hang I on. I put that there. in my backpack. And then I turn back to the dwarves and I go, hey, guys. So we had a little huddle. We totally understand you've got no money. We figured out what we'd like. And I think it's pretty reasonable. You guys have the deed to the mine, right? Nundren and Gundren kind of look at each other and look at you and look at each other and look at you. I'm yeah, like, about that. So what, what about that? <clears throat> well, uh, you see it, uh, we were kind of just, you know, figured we'd take it law of the sea and all that. Uh, no one had used the mine in some time, so we thought we'd just open up shop. And the people of Fandelver were so happy to see any new business open that no one really asked any questions. All right, so we can make this real easy. Uh, and do they have a desk in this room? Yep. I go over to the desk and I take out a piece of paper. And I say, Alan, I'm sure you have the prettiest handwriting of any of us. Right, deed to <laughs> the Echo Wave Cat, and whatever. I scratch it out. So she, she will have Alan write up a deed True. for that stretch mm -hmm. of land. Yep, Gundren's happy to, happy to sign that. Uh, I'm a notary, you. actually, so I can notarize that for you. Excellent. <laughs> oh, perfect. Thank <laughs> you. Are you really? No. Yep. Oh. No, 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 no. You are now. I, uh, I am for the purposes of this con. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, he, he actually asks you to write out another one uh, from, you know, the mayor of town so that he has one that says that he was granted ownership so that he can then grant you ownership. Yeah, and we write that out and then we're like, you sign this one, we'll go get the mayor to sign it and it'll all check out. Great. And then uh, so we, we've got our fake deeds. Perfect. Uh, and then we, we got to go talk to Sildar. Sildar and the mayor. Just love like the layers of this con where it's like. Our kids are really going to pay off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they didn't have any money to pay you, so you wanted property that you could sell. They didn't have property for you to sell, so they made up a deed to the property so you could, like... We're, and we're all yeah. jointly going to own this land, right? Yeah, I mean, well, you're yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Equal yeah. stake? Yeah, equal all stake. Right. It's the three yeah. of us. Uh, uh, four, Goblin Jr. gets a stake, too. 
that makes sense. Goblin Jr. I would say gets like an like an eighth share. Like Goblin Jr. is like a, a minor, wh- whatever amount of the land can't be evenly divisible in three. We always just give Goblin Jr. the bonus, right? Okay. So so he's like an Electrum's worth of land. <laughs> yes. So we go. We got to go find the mayor in Sildar because we got to validate these. We got to validate our parking, uh, and then we're gonna. My butt's gonna be to go. dead by yeah. the time we get to Winchester. Well, my butt's been dead for twelve days. <laughs> no, we had twenty four hours. That's why I, I timed this because I, I knew we would be fully capable of spending a month here. <laughs> I feel like I can really, really settle down here yeah, in It just becomes the domestic adventures of the party living in Vandelver. Yeah. One of them's messy, but one of them's clean. One of them keeps murdering the neighbors for their teeth. <laughs> I don't murder for teeth. You just beat up and bludgeon for teeth. Correct. Uh, okay. All right, so you, uh, you arrive at the mayor's office. Um, again, the mayor uh, greets you very warmly. Sildar is very happy that you're able to get uh, Nundren out of the Wave Echo Cavern. Uh, the mayor seems a little bit uh, bummed that the mine won't be opening. He's like, oh, we're really looking forward to, to all the business that this could bring to to Fandelver. I mean, now that now that uh, you know me as mayor, and uh, of course, with, with some help from you, uh, defeated the Red Brands, and uh, you know helped restore order. And I, I just think it's really a, a golden age, golden age coming for. Uh, I just lean in and say, Mister Mayor, do you know what? I understand where you're coming from, so maybe I've got some good news. You're worried about that mine, but Gundren and Nundren turned around and and gave us the land. We've got some really exciting real estate oh, deals coming oh, up. That's that's excellent. So we've got the official signature from them. We've got a notary right here. We just need you to sign the deed so that they have. They realize they never got it in writing from you. We know oh. you're a casual guy, but if we're oh, going to try well, to sell it, uh, so I, I suppose. Uh, what kind of business will you be bringing? Uh, listen, we're going to talk with royalty right oh. now. He's got a whole list of shops and other things he wants to open. Turns out he burned down his own kingdom. Now, he's not actually going to be here, but he has a lot of dispossessed people with a lot of money who are looking to start a business ASAP. So if you could sign this deed from the town, so we've got just just the you know, chain of title. Yeah, uh, to them, uh, them does. Absolutely. We've but got uh, some merchandising. Course, surely uh, you, you, you do on. know, though, that, of course, that uh, Fandelver has a, uh, a law, actually, that, uh, that the mayor... Uh, always receives a, a small share of new business that that, that opens up, uh, you know, as a, as a thank you uh, for it's a tax, if you will, but uh, as a thank you for for making these uh, these wheels turn. That's great. Do you know what Nundren and Gundren are totally a part of this deal? So what we'll say is that they'll pay you the percentage. Let's put it in writing on this contract between you and them that says they'll pay a ten percent of whatever gets opened up on that land. Just so you know, because I mean, we could sign it. But we don't live here, so we make a deal somewhere else. You wouldn't know. That seems a little bit illegitimate. So I cast charm person on the mayor. (laughs) (laughs) What happened to you, Alan? At least it's not acid. Uh, All right. Um, Look, we've been gaining all these spells. Let's make use of them. All right. We have we have a time limit, guys. I look at Alan and I just nod. (laughs) Great. Okay. Uh, Butthole, continue. Do you need to roll for that, Laura? I think they have to do a a wisdom check. Wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. Yeah. The mayor is not very wise. <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, oh, well, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't realize Alan was asking. Oh, I've had I but known. Guys, I really like Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, buddy. Look at this tattoo I got. <laughs> Alan is your friend on my wrist, and I hold it in front of his face. <laughs> oh, I, uh, that, that seems good. I, I should probably get one of those myself. Maybe later today. In any case, very happy to sign, and he uh, he signs the contract. Perfect. So He's I pocket gonna be that. angry in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I turn to Sildar, and I say, what's up, bud? So, oh, not much. You know, just being Sildar. So we... <laughs> Listen, I hear you. Oh, you know. Getting tortured by goblins, you know. So uh, murdering them in cold blood. (laughs) We saved your friends. There was there was promise of a reward. They told us. I mean, technically, we visited them. They don't have any money because you know they just got tortured. Uh, Their business venture, kind of. 
but you were sideways. You were technically the one who hired us with Carmine to do this, and then you promised us additional stuff if we'd go save your friend. So we just wanted to say, hey, you know, another job came up. Got to go need the money. Uh, give me two seconds, guys. I got to look up a, a table in my DM guide. So business ventures, now that we've got some land. I was thinking we start selling t-shirts that say i attempted to open a mine in the town of Fandolin, and all i got was this lousy t-shirt i think that's a winner i think we need that um i think we should just start selling pet rocks from the caved in Wayeco cave <laughs> okay here's just what i think nundren put some and, googly eyes on them yeah. and nundren and gundren are here they don't know what to do with their store i'd yeah. say boom t-shirts boom pet rock third thing i think we could do because they're dwarfs so they're like pretty master craftsmen mm-hmm. they could make small heads of clay and fill them with earth and a couple of seeds. And if you water the head, grass would grow like hair. And we could call them butthole pets. <laughs> and then you could grow them in whatever shape the dwarfs want to make. Like, we got a successful business. Neat. Butthole pets. Yeah. <laughs> we got pet rocks, butthole pets, and t-shirts. Can we top the name butthole pets? <laughs> and Goblin Jr. looks up and goes, snarf, snarf. And I laugh uproariously because I know what he said. And I'm like, Goblin pets, you're crazy. <laughs> But then I realize, wait, maybe I'm wrong. Because if they make their clay heads in the shape of goblins, it'd be like a goblin with hair. What were they in the shape of before when you called them butthole heads? Or <laughs> just, butthole pets? Just, just heads. Oh, okay. Just whatever. Just because it was my idea. You know, you want to stake your claim. Of course, yeah. Mm. I'm a man of inventions. <laughs> Moonhammer loves inventions. Alan, can you write that down as one more thing that Moonhammer loves? Yeah, uh, Moonhammer loves it. inventions and friendship. And my oh, God, I can't even remember the others. Moonhammer loves a lot of stuff, guys. Yeah, yeah I'm learning. What is it? Flatulence. Strength, Strength joy, and flatulence. flatulence. The last thing is made, made of the, the first, first two. two. Yeah. Listen, I've said this a lot. I'm a little <laughs> disappointed. Yeah. Okay. The flatulence part always throws me. I just forget everything you said before it. Oh, yeah. Sildar, what's up, bud? Sildar thanks you profusely. Uh, he gives you uh, 100 gold and a plus one dagger. He said, uh, this, uh, this was a, a dagger I used for many, many years. It's served me quite well, and I hope it will serve you in future. It's the, the finest weapon I've ever used. Nice. So I will I'll take the gold because I got all the other gold we're going to split up anyways, and I'll take the dagger, and I'm just going to hand it straight to Quinny. Like, we know where a dagger's going. All right, cool. It's going straight to Rogue Land. So I say, thanks, Sildar. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he says, well, but before, Goodbye, <laughs> before you go, uh, he, uh, he sort of looks at the mayor and he says, uh, also, uh, the, the people of Fandelver are, are uh, eternally grateful to you for everything you've, you've managed to do. Uh, and so um, uh, the mayor, with not too much coercion on the mayor, is busy just like staring lovingly at Alan, so he doesn't really notice. But uh, we decided that uh, we wanted to, uh, you'd always have a home here in uh, Fandelver. We wanted to, to uh, the town wanted to show its appreciation. So the old Tresdar Manor that the Red Brands have taken up residence in uh, is now yours to use as you see fit. Uh, and uh, here's the, the deed to the, the house and uh, the people of Fandelver, thank you and are happy to have you amongst their citizenry. Awesome. All right, oh, so wow. I turn to Alan and I just go, Mr. Mayor, I just want to amend this contract we just did. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, Take out the Nundren and Gundren. Owen for the yeah. business that's opens. We'll, we'll deal with the percentage. Business. Each business that starts will owe you the money. And so, and the mayor's like anything for Alan. Yeah, great, great. <laughs> then I'm like, okay. Is there anything else you want to give us? Because I tried to leave, and then this happened. And this was great. <laughs> nope, that's it. That's all the things I have to give you. I wish, you know, I, I wish I could give you some fancy boots, but unfortunately, Nundrens have gone missing. Uh, that's fair weird. Enough. We should go. <laughs> All right, so we leave, uh, and then I'm like, so we got this. 
Do you want to go sell our shit? Yeah, I might drop some loot off at the house, too. Also, I should tell you, uh, from a gameplay mechanic perspective, having uh, successfully completed the adventure of the Lost Mine of Phandelver, you will be receiving uh, a ton of XP from all the, uh, the adventures you had and misadventures you had in the cave. So you'll get uh, 3,587 XP, the most XP you'll ever get in one sitting, uh, for the, <laughs> wow. the adventure of the mine and a bunch of the stuff that led up to it, uh, which will bring you up to level 5 or level 5 plus 1 XP if you're a butthole. Sick! I'm <laughs> no, 5. Okay, so uh, we're, we're level 5 now. I feel <laughs> I feel stronger and better. Goblin yeah. Jr.'s coat is a little shinier. So we'll go sell some stuff and then we can do whatever we need to do in town and then... Yep. bounce out to go find mud butt so we want to go to that lion store where we had that lady or do we want to go lion sell to that yeah she seemed to give us the best deals and had the most stuff mm-hmm. yeah mainly because we can trick her <laughs> well also um the lion shield provisions are they're they're the kind of people who are constantly moving supplies in and out of fandelver mm-hmm. a lot of people in fandelver wouldn't be able to give you much money for these things because they're kind of a decrepit mining town all right so we'll go there all right cool so i open the door really fast but i yell kick and she like holds up her crossbow like ooh. I'm like, <laughs> I put my hands up over my head and I'm like, oh, don't shoot me. Oh, it's so no. good to see you as always, oh. butthole. Good to see you too. Uh, you actually have some mail. I'm glad you stopped by today. And uh, she hands you a, a, a very uh, delicate looking envelope. Uh, it's very fancy. It's like the nicest envelope you've ever seen. Oh, and I look I at the guys and I go... I think it's Fiddlesworth. Uh, and uh, so it's got a seal on the back that appears to be the uh, signet ring of Carmine Falstaff. Oh, nice. Okay, so I'm going to, before we do anything else, let's see what we got, guys. And yeah. I, I open it up. So uh, you crack it open, uh, and it is indeed from Fiddlesworth. Oh, I'm so happy. Uh, and I show it to Goblin Jr. Like, he can't read, but he's he, like, smells it, and he knows it's Fiddlesworth. He's never No, but he can smell the love of Moonhammer. That's gross. I, I think he's <laughs> just impressed at that it's like probably got lavender in it because you know he's a butler. Yeah, uh, or that's what fiddle, Fiddlesworth farts smell like. I wouldn't be surprised. Fiddlesworth uh, has uh, extraordinarily impeccable handwriting, and he says, "Dear Butthole, thank you so much for all of the updates about all of the adventures you're having, and for spreading the good word of Moonhammer. I'm happy to report that we have many, many more converts here in Neverwinter. The uh, quest to spread the good word of Moonhammer has been going." Most excellently. And if all goes according to plan, I will soon have very, very big news indeed. Uh, Sincerely yours, uh, in Moonhammer, Fiddlesworth, Esquire. Uh, And you notice at the bottom there seem to be a couple spats of blood. Welcome back to my first advertisement. That's right, it's the great wizard Bukake here to talk to you about the Patreon of Dum Dums and Dice. It's an amazing opportunity for you to contribute to a show you enjoy and appreciate even more shows they're making elsewhere too. For $1, you get access to the fan-only Discord and a pre-session video and post-session DM chat for each arc of Dum Dums and Dragons, including all the historical ones. At $5, you get a weekly tableside chat, plus an ad-free feed where you don't have to hear any of us talking to you about Patreon or any other products that pop up. At $15 a month, you can name NPCs and submit names for places and things that have to get used in the show and mess with Tom. And at $25, you can create your own NPC that'll interact with our heroes and get a special thank you at the end of every episode. Just go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Join today!
everything I get makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> like, just... This, this is the conversational equivalent of getting shot in the back while looking at two dead horses. Like, this is just my whole life. <laughs> I'm like, shit, okay, I gotta, I'll write a letter at the end. Let's do this deal. <sighs> all, all right. Quinny, you're, you, you do most of our, do you want me to do the negotiation or do you want to talk? Or well, what's I, I got my own like shopping list to do kind of thing. Do you guys want me to try and sell on your behalf and whatever? Like, what are we putting up here? Okay, so we've got uh, some gems that we want to offload. I got these nine gems and I take out the nine gems that are worth gold. Right. I'm going to keep my fake emeralds separate. I'm going to hang on to them. You don't want to sell them here? Or just not with the real gems. Oh, okay. So I'm doing my own deal. I'm up yeah. front. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I got these these gems. Great. Uh, they could be magical. We got them out of the Wave Echo Cavern before it collapsed. Some good stuff. Oh, these are very fine indeed. And of course, I, I can't help but give you a good deal, butthole. She waves her crossbow. And, and I wave yeah. my hands over <laughs> my head again. Yes, have a, we have a good rapport going. So those gemstones—they're worth ten gold pieces each. You told me originally. Great. She will uh, she'll give you twelve each. Done. I got no follow-up questions on that. So we we walk out with a uh, hundred and eight gold for those. Nice. Which mm-hmm. I will just put on our stack to split afterwards. Uh, I'll come up to the counter. Yep. And say uh, hello. Uh, you may recognize me as uh, one of the vassals for King Mudbutt, Prince Mudbutt. Oh, of course. Yes. Yes. I spoke with you uh, with him. Oh, yes. Uh, How has he been enjoying his diamond gauntlets? He's doing very well. Um, And the first payments... Oh, finally. I was wondering. ...of his patronage have actually come through. I have for you one uh, gem from his collection. Oh, excellent. Excellent. And And, uh, uh, have you spoken to him about uh, opening up uh, Lion Shield operations in uh, Winchester, was it? We're on our way to Winchester right now, wonderful. Okay, well, excellent. Well, thank you very much for the gem. And she she doesn't look at it too closely because it's a gift. Perfect. Uh, And I say, uh, I actually, I have another one here that it was given to me i'm unfortunately pretty light on funds right now i was wondering if i could sell this to you to help me on my way over to winchester uh well i suppose we, we certainly do deal in gems roll me a deception check that's a 23 20 you, you've sold a, a lot of garbage in your day that uh, obviously wasn't uh, wasn't true i sure so have you've come up with uh, with a couple of kind of cool little tricks uh with things like gems or you know you just kind of turn it as you hand it to her so it catches the light in a certain way and mm-hmm. look, looks worth more gave um, a good spit polish outside before i came in you kind of like cough when you hand it to her so she kind of like is trying not to get <laughs> coughed down like there's just a bunch of little weird things right right um and uh doing so you're able to uh, convince her that it's that it's uh, worth uh, more money than it is so uh she's gonna give you 10 uh 10 gold for the Cool. Gem. Excellent. Do you sell uh, any sort of uh, leather armor? Yeah, yeah, we've probably got some leather armor in the back. Sure. I'm looking for, uh, I, I'm, as you can see, I, my, my regular leather armor is a little worn these days. Mm-hmm. I was looking to upgrade to studded leather armor. I can send a normal suit over to the uh, the blacksmith in town here. Now that he's got those master tools, he's making all sorts of great stuff. Oh, great. Would I be able to pick that up today? Yeah, we could probably put a rush order on that. It'll uh, cost a bit more, but uh, sure. Yeah, okay, great. Then I ask her, is it possible to open like a, like a charge account? Like if we want to open a business in town and we want to leave some money for them. Is that possible? Oh, yes, absolutely. All right, so I grab our my two friends and I lean over and I got I got an idea before we go. We got this mansion that's like good, but it's sort of falling apart. Nunder and Gundry got nothing going on. Mm. What if we set up a combination T-shirt, goblin pet, pet rock store that they could sell stuff out of mixed with a temple? And we're just like, fix it up and we leave them some money to run some stuff. Maybe we get some income that comes around. Moonhammer likes inventions, and we invented some cool ideas. I get a bit of a temple starting, and it gives them something to do. All right. All right, we got 408 gold pieces along with 15 platinum pieces from our last adventure. How much do we want to leave them to go? Like, we need, they need some probably some tools to be able to fix the place up and all this kind of crap, and we'll probably only leave some money for them to, like, eat. Do we want to leave, like, half? 
I'm fine with half. I was, I was going to say they got like 200 gold pieces. All right. So, I, yeah, we'll leave 200, so. we'll leave 200 gold pieces up. So I, I turn to her and I say, listen, this is going to have to be a conversation with Nundren and Gundren, but I bet they're going to go for it. Can we give you 200 gold pieces in credit to give them, because we, we're going to offer them a mansion to move into and run a business for us? Oh, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, what, what name would you like the account under? Uh, Gunner oh. and... No, wait, what are we going to call the place? What are we going to call ourselves? Mm-hmm. Team Butthole. Nope. Nope. Oh, okay, I tried. No. Mm-hmm. And then right beside me, Goblin, you go, snarf, snarf. And I'm like, whoa, Team <laughs> Goblin. <laughs> well, what do we want to call our business? So it, technically it's going to be a Temple of Moonhammer, but what do we want to call the business side? Or do we just want to keep it under Temple of Moonhammer and we keep it easy? Yeah, I just don't want to be known as a follower of Moonhammer. What if, if we I'm make you gonna, like a you know, silent... your god or whatever. Like a silent yeah. partner. Or we could just say you're going to be like the business manager sure. of the Temple of Moonhammer. And then, uh, Alan, I think you're the smartest... So do you want to be like CEO of the Temple of Moonhammer? Then I'll be like COO, like I handle day-to-day operations. Should it be the other way around? I don't know what these terms mean, so <laughs> maybe. Yeah, we'll do that. So I'm going to be the king of the Temple of Moonhammer, and then you're going to be, Alan will be the consigliere, uh, <laughs> and Quinny will be our, our hand in the dark. So we're going to open it under Temple of Moonhammer. Temple of Moonhammer. Okay, great. So we're all set. Cool. Bad. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but wait, I, let me give you a house. <laughs> oh, uh, actually, do you, do you have feed for a mule? We get like a 10-day trek. We need food for three people yeah. and for a mule for... We can, for we, we'll pick up the mule from the mule rental place. That no, we no, we bought before. ours. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, she can hook you up with that. Uh, I don't know, say uh, uh, 30 gold for the three of you and the mule. Done. I just give her the gold. Cool. Great. Oh, and then personal item. I need your smelliest cheese... And your saltiest pork. Just like, uh, here you go, and here you go. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. It's very uh, uh, flaming Moe's. So, uh, so you go and talk to uh, Gundren and uh, Nundren, and yeah, they're, they're very happy. They think this is a, a, an absolutely wonderful idea. So they set about um, attempting to uh, fix up the manor and uh, promise you that by the time you come back, it will be in much better shape. Nice. And I give them my two regular throwing hammers, and I'm like, these have the symbols on them. This is what you want to do for okay, like the yeah. temple side, and we left you credit. So oh, excellent. excellent. Good. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank and you then uh, Quinny will run you through t-shirt design, and, and I'll talk to you about my goblin pets. How many throwing hammers do you have? I have, Just I have four right now. I have two oh, silvered okay. and two regular, and I've given cool. them my two regular. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I want to go over to the blacksmith. giving away a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, I keep getting more every time I go shopping. Yeah. Okay. They're just different kinds of hammers, too. Like, just any old hammer will do. <laughs> I just carve a symbol of a moon hammer in them. I'm yeah. set. So, none and gunner are good. We want to go to the blacksmith. Excellent. Quinny, your order's been put through. Uh, it's going to cost 55 gold for the studded leather armor. Done. Butthole, what did you want? All right, I got a, I got a random question for you. I know you got the master tool, so I'm thinking you might have the skill set for this. And I take out... Two different things. I take out Hugh first, and I say, can you clean this up for us? Sure. Yeah, he gets his apprentice to start working on that. Great. This one's a challenge. I know you're a master, so I want to I wanna have this talk. And I take out Lightbringer from my backpack, mm-hmm. the, the glowing uh, mace, and I set it down. And I take out my silvered Warhammer, and I set it beside it. And I'm like, I want this to become this, but with the magic. <laughs> How do we do that? I will spend the whole night here. I know I can imbue it with the power of Moonhammer to help us get through this. I've got the salt, the smelliest cheese, and the saltiest pork. I can fart some hell of a magic into this overnight. And I'd really love if we could make this the first thing of Moonhammer. I've prayed on it. I know that's what it's meant to be. Are you the man who can do this? Yeah, at first, he seems like, when he likes these two things, he's like, oh, boy. But you can see there's kind of a glint in his eye, kind of a like, well, but maybe. But maybe. <laughs> um, no, it's crazy. 
But what so if it crazy. worked? It just might work. <laughs> <laughs> he says, okay, I mean, I, I've never attempted to work magic items. Like I make fine, very fine regular items, but uh, I'm no magician or, or mage. Uh, that being said, I know you travel with one. Uh, so if the mage was able to keep the magical energies contained while we reworked it, it'd be, it's potentially very volatile. It's well beyond my skill set. I likely can't do it overnight. Because, I mean, if, if I'm not mistaken, you want to imbue your Warhammer with the power of Lightbringer. Is that correct? I was thinking reshape Lightbringer into a Warhammer. Reshape Lightbringer into a Warhammer. Okay, well. That seems like we wouldn't have to transfer energy. We'd just be reshaping a physical form. Yes, that is much easier. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. I thought you wanted to transfer the uh, the energies across. No, no, no. Just make it look like... I'm sorry. My physical example is bad. And I take the Warhammer off the table and I put it in my backpack. And I just say, okay, we're just starting with this. Can you make this a Warhammer? Yes, absolutely. I will need uh, your mage to assist um, because I need to keep the energies contained. But great, yeah, we can get this done overnight. Alan, you want to give it a shot? Okay, I'll do it. Sick. I'll do it. So uh, let's go to the this, end. Let's this do is, this. This is gonna this is gonna help us. To like it's tavern. gonna give you like extra. Listen, like, Lightbringer is extra effective against undead. It can glow like yeah. a torch if you're carrying it. Okay. It's going to give you like attack bonuses. And oh, yeah, yeah. Also, think about it. We now have a Temple of Moonhammer that sells T-shirts. This is going to be a walking, talking advertisement. All right. I look at Quinny like, eh? I'm, I'm, I'm ready, guys. guys. I'm, I'm going back to the, For the record, I, <laughs> I'm resting on the mule tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing more disappointing to me about the audio medium than the fact that uh, all of you listening to this just missed Laura give the most amazing gym take to me. <laughs> <laughs> When are you sure you don't want to hang around for this? Uh, you don't want to come back and hang out with I am adventure. already ordering my first drink. Great. <laughs> Excellent. Cool. So, um, Alan, what I need you to do is uh, you're going to roll me a series of Arcana checks. Okie dokie. Uh, to, uh, to keep the focus going. And uh, all of these will be due to the lovely bit of guidance at 1d4 in addition to the, the ability check score. Okay. Because that's what guidance does. So I, I immediately, like... I, I, I lounge casually, like I, like Burt Reynolds on that bearskin rug. Like I, I lay out a fur rug <laughs> oh, and I boy. lay like that because that's the sacred pose of Do you keep of your clothes hammer. on? Yeah, because the armor's got okay. the Moonhammer symbol so on it. you said Burt Reynolds. I just wanted to be clear. But yeah, no, I mean. actually a very good distinction to make. Burt Reynolds in plate mail if he were a pale Irish guy with a big beard uh, in plate mail. Uh, and I just focus. <laughs> so just Burt Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Burt Reynolds. Uh, and then so I'm just I'm just farting it gently. It doesn't actually smell that bad, but it's farting almost colors the whole time. Just like a just a rainbow of, of shimmering color. And, and uh, Goblin Jr. starts circling around the forge. And then every once in a while, he stops and bows like he does to important people God. towards it. And then every time he does that, he farts a little bit. All his farts are purple. It's like a little purple flame uh, as he goes because he's praying, too, and he's super focused. So we're doing that. Great. <laughs> you paint quite a picture, my friend. So, Alan? <laughs> All right. Whoa. I uh, got 16 plus 3, 19 plus 6, so 25 total for the first one. Basically, the, the blacksmith gets in there and he starts reshaping the um, the mace into a uh, more of a hammer shape. As he does so, um, he kind of like nods to you, like he's finding that the metal very pliable. You're basically trying to keep the magic forces out of the areas he's working on. Ah, okay. Um, so that he doesn't, you know, hit it with a hammer and it explodes and yeah, yeah, kills yeah. everyone. Okay. Your first uh, pass. Uh, hey, hey, you can't see Laura's face. Laura just realized this could kill her. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, no, I actually got a little nervous. <laughs> but Alan is still blissfully unaware. <laughs> Great. Uh, so you've passed your first check. Uh, can you give me another one, please? Natural 20. Plus a four. Plus a four. That's literally plus a the six, max. So 30 total. Great. <laughs> Similar to uh, when Lex starts messing around with that computer in Jurassic Park, and she's like, I know this system. It's a <laughs> unit system. Um, <laughs> you start to... Uh, yes. 
even though you've you've never actually enchanted an item, you you messed around with it a bit uh, during your training, and uh, largely it was sort of like the equivalent of a of a care and upkeep guide. Just like you know, as a wizard in the world, often you'll be dealing with magical items, so you're kind of starting to see the matrix lines, and uh, you you feel as though you've, you've really advanced the. Uh, advance the work here. Um, the Smith is able to get a, a tremendous amount of work done. Uh, you get the sense that one more, uh, successful pass might, might just do it. Right. I still have so much faith. Like I'm just focused focus. and farting. And- 19 plus one plus six. So I'm at 26. Okay. Total. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah uh, you're able to uh, sort of continue to keep the magical energies contained. The smith is almost done. This hammer is looking so good. It's such a good-looking hammer. Um, I get an erection. <laughs> yeah. oh, we just hear the armor go, ting! <laughs> Luckily, um, I'm concentrating and not aware of it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, with one final sort of flourish, uh, the blacksmith finishes the hammer, and he uh, he looks exhausted but very proud of his work. He presents it uh, to you, butthole, while desperately trying not to breathe in because this has become... Truly a, a stench-filled space. Yep, I, I I stand up with it and and I, I take it in I, I take it in both hands and Goblin Junior sits immediately in front of me looking up at it and I raise it over my head and I fart out every last bit of magical energy I have and and it swirls around my body uh, and and I'm inhaling and then I br- I like burp out everything oh I've got inside God. me and Goblin Junior does the same thing and you look up at at the 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 new Moonbringer, uh, which is going to be its name, and a ghostly mouth opens and a nose opens and it just inhales all of the smell in the whole room. It goes to nothing, like neutral, into it. And then the ghostly mouth on Moonbringer burps, satisfied, and then disappears. And I lower it back down and I like hug it, like really close and gentle. to the chef, I guess. I, I really considered adding Gust of Wind to my spells just for situations like this. And I'm really regretting that I didn't. There's, there's no smell here now. It's done. And, and I just, I, I, I lean over to Alan and I have a, a, a gold ring on that's worth 50 gold pieces and I take it off and I just give it to Alan. I'm going to say like, thank you so much. Thanks, butthole. You know, I learned a lot too. So, hey. And then I turn to the blacksmith and go, thanks for doing this one for free, man. He's like, hey, any chance to, to work such an, an incredible weapon? And if you're looking for some referrals, if you've got anybody who's coming through town and you're worried, uh, send them on to the Temple of Moonhammer, which is what we're calling Trasdale Manor now. Uh, mm. And those guys will be able to give you like a 110% referral. They'll say oh, glowing excellent. things. Well, thank you. we Will do. And then before I stagger back to the hotel to collapse, uh, I, I go to Nundren and Gundren and I just wake them up because I'm super fucking pumped. <laughs> <laughs> I kick in their door and I'm like, hey, friends. <laughs> and, and I'm like. Listen, I knew you needed a centerpiece for the temple if you're going to build it, and I've got it for you. And I, I keep Moonbringer, but I take out my old silver warhammer and I give it to them. And I say, make this the center of the temple of Moonhammer. It's only appropriate. And then I They're like, look at uh, it. Sure, if we'll sell more t-shirts, we're in. Sick. Oh, also, you got to give glowing referrals to the blacksmith. I, uh, I, sure. I obligated us for that. <laughs> Whatever you say, boss. And I'm like, have a good one, boys. You're the CEO. And I go back to the hotel. I'm like, hey, it's nice to be a CEO. <laughs> uh, I did everything uh, I wanted. Oh, Jesus. Okay, great. Did uh, everything I wanted to do in town. <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, Quinny, uh, your your evening uh, carries on uh, sort of without... Yep, just drinking. Issue, just drinking. Tattoos itch a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. And, uh, yep, uh, the rest of you eventually make your way back to the uh, the inn at the early hours of the morning and uh, get a few hours rest uh, before hitting the road. Uh, was there anything else you want to do in Fandilfer before you leave for parts unknown? Oh, shit. I got to write a letter. Mm. I wake up 
uh, I fell asleep on top of the table on top of the mule. And I said, oh, shit. Uh, and I, I run over to the lion shield and I'm like, I need to write a letter. I meant to do this yesterday. And she like <laughs> comes to her window as you're screaming outside. Uh, I got John it. Cusack I got style. it. Write a letter. <laughs> yeah. I, I did, listen, I figured you wouldn't be up. So kicking the door wouldn't work as a bit. But like uh, if it was anyone but you. And I yell auditory kick. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, so she goes and opens the door kind of sleepily and goes to make herself some coffee. Uh, great. And I'm like, I, 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 pay, I need paper and a thing to write a letter. And I get the paper out and I'm like, dear Fiddlesworth. And my writing still looks like a four-year-old, but I'm, I'm like so trying. Killed black spider, head exploded, got new tattoos, started a temple. Very exciting in Fandelver. Uh, if you want to show up, I'll make you vice president of the Temple of Moonhammer. Uh, vice president Fiddlesworth. <laughs> also, excited for your good news. Very concerned about blood. Uh, please let it not be you. If you could let me know, write a letter <laughs> to Winchester, care of King Mudbutt. He'll get it to me. I'll send gold if you're not dead. Praise Moonhammer, butthole farch. And then I, I put some uh, ink on Goblin Jr.'s paw, and he puts it on there. And then I hold it down, and I fart on it, and I put it in an envelope. <laughs> but I, I like a magic fart. So, I mean, it still smells awful. <laughs> but it's got like a cool purple glow to it that I put in the envelope, and I seal it shut. And then I'm like, can you mail that to Fiddlesworth? <laughs> she looks gently horrified, but yes, she can. Great. And I like, I, I look at her for a second. Like, it's like a little bit emotional, because we sort of have had our like big comedy bit. And I'm just like, I'm just going to miss you so much. I'll miss you too, butthole. And then I just give her like a big but gentle bear hug. Because I'm still in plate mail, but I'm not going to like crush her. Like I'm sensitive. So I like give her a hug and Goblin Jr. like walks forward as I step back and Goblin Jr. cries a little bit. And he just sits there and looks up at her like sad eyes. Great. She she pets Goblin Jr. Uh, and then goes back to bed. And then we leave. Great. That's <laughs> And go best. back to the team. Great. So uh, having completed all of your, uh, your tasks in Fandelver, you are ready to hit the road. Uh, you do so early in the morning. Um, Alan, as promised, has taken a nap uh, on the mule table. Um, <laughs> I assume the rest of you are just uh, walking alongside the mule? Yep. Yep. So uh, you hit the road, uh, and you start heading south uh, towards Winchester. Uh, none of you have ever, have ever been to Winchester, so right. uh, this will be a, a new uh, new experience for you. But uh, during your adventures with Mudbutt, he, uh, he made it pretty apparent where it was, and Sister Grail has offered uh, some pretty clear directions. So the days pass without incident. Uh, you get the sense that uh, this is a pretty well-guarded road. You know, occasionally you see other travelers, um, but uh, they sort of nod and carry on their way. You get the sense now that uh, having left Vandelver, you're out in the wider world, so occasionally you see adventurers who look much stronger, more powerful than you, uh, as well as, you know, mm. little peasant bands. You may have been the, the uh, most powerful people in Vandelver, but you're certainly not uh, the most powerful people on the Sword Coast. Because of this, though, and because of the amount of traffic, you're not too worried about, you know, wild animal attacks or bandits, because it seems like there are a lot of adventurers out and about, and that would probably be end badly for anyone who decided right, right. to fuck with travelers. Uh, is there anything you'd like to do along the way? I think uh, after my near-death experience, you know, feeling very, very mortal mm -hmm. uh, after that. So that's why I kind of bought the armor. But I also just kind of want to share with my friends a little bit and just be like, guys, thanks again for saving me back there at the cave with the cave-in and, and almost getting killed by uh, a black spider and his goons and stuff like that. Appreciate that. I feel like I should explain my behavior a little bit here uh, in that I've I've been doing a lot of like petty thievery and that's like, I was kind of thinking about it last night at the bar. Like, that's not who I am. You know, I want to be like the best thief. <laughs> I want to be the absolute best thief there ever was. I want to be famous for it. Okay. So, mm. okay. Can I make a request then? What's that? Cause I think we can, I think we can make this work. 
Moonhammer's not anti-thievery. Moonhammer's anti-like thieving from poor people or like really nice people. No, yeah, I want to find yeah. an oligarch. I want to get real. I'm like as long I'm as I'm on board with that. As long as we're going after like scumbags or villains, which honestly, let's let's be honest, encompasses most rich people. Am I right? Hey, <laughs> they're the worst. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm totally in. All right, cool. You got you got to stand by. I just wanted to open up and share that with you. Just tell you that's kind of like been my dream for a long time, and so I feel what, like what in prison, I kind of. Lost sight of that dream? What got you into thievery? What got you into prison? I don't know anything about you. I talked way too long about me. Well, I mean, kind of ironically, thievery is what got me into prison. But uh, what got me into thievery was just kind of like, you know, you guys have like these issues with your parents, right? And like, I got issues with my parents too. And like, just the life they were living was just not the life for me. I had to get out of there. You know, I don't, I I don't really want to talk about it. Like, it's kind of a sensitive thing for me, but were they farmers? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, they were. I'm really good at this. I whisper to Alan. (laughs) They were just like super boring farmers, guys, and I couldn't fucking stand another (laughs) second of it. So I had to get out of there. Uh, And then I started to like learn how to take care of myself by, you know, taking what I wanted. Uh, And that worked out really well for me. And I got pretty good at it uh, until I got caught and thrown in jail. So if you were going to have like a crowning achievement, like what's what's your what's your ultimate goal? You're like, if I could do this one sick crime. Oh, I I don't even know if it's going to be one sick crime. You know, you want to be like a legend. Yeah, yeah, like, you know the Thieves Guild? I know of them. Yeah, I want to get, like, recognized by, like, them as, like, the best thief. Okay, so I've heard of the, the Thiefies, uh, the, the annual awards show that the Thieves Guild puts on, <laughs> where they name, like, Thief of the Year. And Not he wins the, the Thiefy. No, but, well, I, or, you want a Lifetime Achievement Thiefy. Oh, yeah. Have you, it, so, is I, the, I don't want to even be nominated, but still steal a Thiefy from the Thiefies. Okay, so you, here's, I think we figured out the ultimate goal. You want to steal a Lifetime Achievement Award Thiefy from the Thiefies. Yes. That would be pretty good. <laughs> okay, so, so that's I'm, on the way. I'm trying to think because you, you don't want to be caught. But no. You want people to know what you're yeah, that thinking these about that. I need a calling card or something like that. I was like going to say, like, you need some sort of trademark. Yeah. 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 Okay. Have you thought about that? Uh, here and there. Well, you've got the symbol, like, you got the boots. So I think you got, like, a trademark outfit. Because you got like cool springy boots, but yeah, we got to figure out like what you're going to leave. Like, okay, what do, what do we have between us that we can leave? We can't leave the mule. I also want to leave lots of this thing because I'm going to take a lot of things. Hmm. And we're going to take things that are expensive. I'll I'll I'll, I'll think on it. You know, we got a couple of days to travel. I'll I'll just let the inspiration hit me. Okay. And feel free to submit su- suggestions. But uh, right now we've got 15 platinum coins. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking you stamp a symbol in one side of them. Isn't it funny that you're so rich you can steal an item but leave money? I was thinking about leaving coins behind too. I just don't want to have a net loss for all the stealing that I do. Well, I think what you're saying is you don't want to do small time shit anymore. I mean, that's kind of a compulsion thing where like... Well, you don't need to leave something That's the then. goal, but I don't know that I can necessarily not do petty thievery. Okay, what if we do like a sliding scale? Where if it's like petty thievery, then you can leave like a copper with your symbol on it. But if it's like cool thievery, then you do the big stuff. Or do you want it to be like a branding thing where you're like, well, I don't need anybody to know about the compulsive stuff, just the big shit. I think it's got to be like a a branding thing. All right, so I'm going to... I'll have to think on it. I'm going to take out the 15 platinum pieces and I'm just going to say, you know when it's right to leave one, put a symbol or something on them. All right, thanks. And I give them to him. (laughs) We never saw Quinny again. Yep. (laughs) Took those platinum pieces and retired to Mexico. Fantasy Realm Mexico. Um, <laughs> I'm going to turn at this moment, just before we leave, and go, Alan, we've had a, a heck of a time. I think we got an idea where Quinny's come from. We know where mm-hmm. I'm coming from. We just 
saved you from uh, getting kidnapped by a ranger with two dicks. And you said something about your mom? Is your mom after us? Well, I, I, I mean, I'm sure she's one of the ones who was in on sending Ranger to come find me. I, I didn't exactly tell anyone that I was leaving. I, I snuck away in, in the middle of the night. Look, I, I grew up in the temple. You know I'm half elf, half human. Never met my dad. Lived my whole life amongst elves. Never met any humans until I started on my adventure. He's the human you met? I'm totally he was representative. One of the first. Oh, Jesus. Car- Carmine was the first. I gotta be honest. <laughs> That's... Between Carmine and I, you met the whole range. And <laughs> the I'm the keeper. Section. Yeah. That's rough. So so I I mean, really, I just I just want to learn what what it is to be a human, because I I don't know about that at all. Except, you know, some of the things that I read in books, but usually the the books at the temple were all like humans are inferior and and based on my adventures so far with you guys, that's not true at all. So what does your mom do at the temple, though, for her to be able to send Ranger? Because Ranger is, I mean, I like the guy, but, like, objectively terrifying. He's a cannibalistic murderer. I'm not crazy about him, subjectively. <laughs> <laughs> she just hangs out at the temple, does some teaching. Okay, so you, you ran away to find out about your human side. But, like, are we going to have, like, two Rangers next time? Because one was a that's lot. That's four dicks. That's so I mean, many look, dicks. Look, I did send send the message with Ranger telling my mom, you know, that I'm okay. So I don't I don't think she's going to be as concerned. I'm like gonna, I'm not a kid anymore. Listen, I may have had an abusive parent, but I'll tell you when I ran away and just wrote a letter they got 3 weeks later that was like I'm good, don't worry. It didn't mean they stopped looking. Look, honestly, I don't I I don't know what she's going to do. I don't know. Is she like also but, a mage or is she like a like a like a temple oh, person? Yeah. Oh Crap. yeah. That's okay. Moonhammer will protect us. That's right. We've killed two wizards so I, far. I don't want to murder Alan's mom. Oh, I'm, I read this the wrong way, guys. Wait, no, maybe I read this wrong. Look, Alan, look, are we look, supposed I, to murder look, your mom? I have issues with my mom, but I don't want her dead. Okay. No, noted. no, no. Like, I, don't I want to find mom. my dad. Oh, okay. I got it. So your dad is a... Well, what do we know about your dad? He's a human. He's a human. Finds elves attractive. I, At least one. I imagine so. <laughs> I don't know anything about him. Listen, this Every is... time I asked, I was just disregarded completely. Did you ask Ranger about it? No. Okay. <laughs> just put this on the list, because I write occasional letters. should write Ranger a letter. I bet that guy might be able to answer some questions. He's your friend now. He wasn't your friend before. And he's Maybe. not that bright, so I think he'd tell you secrets. <laughs> he might. Here's a question. I don't know if you've thought about this, but if your dad is some sort of serial elf banger, you could have siblings. Every half elf we meet, we should ask I if you're like making Alan uncomfortable. <laughs> Maybe it was one time true love and he's dead. I mean, I don't know. I don't know anything, but I don't want to jump to serial elf banger. <laughs> or that he's dead, probably. Yeah. I so think we want, I'm reading the conversation right again. And so we, we want to go. Dead parents is not where we want to be going. So we're going to go in the middle of this. We're going to say sometimes he sleeps with elves. Maybe he's had like a healthy number of relationships, like no major commitment issues. He's like a nice guy. So how about this weather? <sighs> We are on the road. <laughs> it's been the strangest episode of Dr. Phil I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, so we got some golds, though. That's good. Yeah, well, right yeah. now we got to go rescue uh Yeah, we're, well, I mean, we're just filling the time. <laughs> so they, You're on the road for six days. These, okay, uh, these here's, conversations happen. here's my goal. Thanks for asking. Uh, I want to meet Moonhammer. I, f- I figured I wouldn't have to ask. I want to meet Moonhammer <laughs> in person. 
You want to meet Moonhammer? Does that mean you have to die? Is that how that works for you, or what? No, because I don't. I, well, I don't want to die. I want Moonhammer. But you know, deities show up on Earth about night four when I'm well rested yeah. and we've had our confessions and we've had these sort of shares, and then I'm I'm a little little awkward as we're kind of walking on the road, and I'm just like, hey, you know, Quinny, mm. I saw your tats. They were pretty cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh. but there there was one yeah, on whatever. one on your back. I sort of wanted to ask about. It's a, Which one? It's symbol that matches. You know, it's the symbol of my mom. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. After all this time... What time is it again? I feel like the clock stopped. Time was a tennis ball we could bat round the court. Time for distraction too. Time to just sink to the bottom. Time to get to the meat of this meat. Time for Greater Boston Season 4. That's right, on September 13th, Greater Boston returns with new full-length episodes released every other Tuesday. And we're... So excited for you to hear it. But also, it's been three years since our last season wrapped, so we're maybe a little worried that people might have forgotten about us. So we're asking for you to help spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers and classmates, tell your cat, tell your local subway busker. But politely and without interrupting their performance, point is, now is a good time to share your love for Greater Boston on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and TikTok and wherever else you, you know, post things. Then come back on September 13th when Greater Boston Season 4 officially begins.